Hello and welcome to the Working Psychologist Forum. I'm Larry McGuire. This week on the forum, uh, it was a bit of a monologue. I was having a chat with myself about uh, private practice, uh, uh, how to start your own thing. Um, no one joined me today, but that's okay. Um, the recording is about 25 minutes long and I go into various different aspects of um, working for yourself, uh, how to get started. And um, a couple of those topics, a couple of those headlines uh, were insurance, uh, membership of professional bodies, uh, supervision, how to go about that, why you need it, um, finances and accounts. Uh, I spoke about this a little bit longer than most other topics. Um, it's important, I suppose, to get this stuff right. Um, uh, premises, where to, where to practice from. Uh, got talking about marketing as well. So a whole host of stuff. Hopefully it's of value. If you're thinking about starting your own thing, uh, uh, going into private practice as a psychologist or a behavioral specialist, um, otherwise associated with psychology, well, then maybe this will be of benefit. Uh, if you want to listen live and join join in in the conversation, in fact, uh, we go live every Friday at lunchtime uh, on the forum. You can get a link, an invite link in uh, episode number one of the podcast here and uh, click on that, enter your details, download the app to your phone and you can listen while you're on the go um, while you're driving home or whatever happens to be if you're out and about. Uh, the name of the game for the Working Psychologist Forum is to create a place where psychologists in Ireland, students and graduates can have a conversation around the profession try to demystify what, what what it is we do and how to progress in uh, in this work. So uh, hopefully you'll have the time and space to join us there and share your own experience and your ideas and your questions and perhaps even your answers and your advice for people who uh, have posted questions on the forum. It's a text-based forum, but there's also audio and video if that's what you want to do. And it's entirely up to you. You can post images and documents and what have you. Uh, you can post the jobs and um, maybe jobs that you, you have yourself available uh, you're seeking to fill or that you've come across. Uh, maybe the research that you're taking part in, um, studies you've conducted, uh, interesting articles you've found online, etc. It's a there's a broad spectrum of material that you can share on the forum. So we'll hope you hoping that you will check that out. Uh, so without further ado, here's this week's uh, discussion from the 25th of February on how to start your own thing. So we get started. Uh, there's only two of us here today. Uh, what have we got? Okay, so anyway, <laughs> let's see who joins. Uh, I'm Larry McGuire, welcome to the Working Psychologist Forum. And uh, in today's uh, conversation, we're talking about um, uh, working for oneself in private practice. And if uh, anyone listening in happens to be currently working for themselves or has done in the past as a, a psychologist in private practice, well, then maybe you've got something valuable to offer in terms of advice or experience in that regard. Uh, there's a couple of couple of um, topics that we'll, we'll discuss today. Um, I suppose I should start by uh, mentioning my own background. Um, I've been in business for 20 plus years and um periods in self-employment company director blah blah 
So I figured out a few things along the way, and um, maybe they're of some value. Um, I certainly don't have answers for everything, but um, what's prompted um, me to kind of uh, pursue this kind of a exploration into how we might set up in private practices, because I, I essentially want to do it for myself. So um, it might be of value uh, to offer what I've learned along the way to others and um those of you in private practice currently might uh, have something to offer in addition because um, I've got some topics here that I want to just uh, maybe discuss a little bit, um, but uh, the list is by no means exhaustive. So um, to anyone who uh, couldn't make it today, this will be available later as a recording Um on the forum. So to crack off uh, with the first item on the list that I have here, um, it is uh, insurance. So um, you need to be insured. You need private practitioners insurance and there are various providers uh, of that in Ireland. And th the cheapest I found is OBF and they're based in uh, Baggett Street on the corner of Baggett Street and Mespel Road. And I think it's that the last payment I made, I think, was 105 quid for the year. Pretty reasonable, you'd have to admit. Um, there are other practitioners, and I, and I, and I know uh, from a survey that uh, the special interest group, the PSI special interest group and uh, psychologists in private practice did a survey of uh, what members were paying for insurance. And those fees varied quite a bit. But uh I know 100 quid or 105 quid is, a, is probably about the cheapest you'll get. Uh, in terms of cover, uh, they, I, assume, I assume that all providers have the basic uh, requirements, but if you have any doubt whatsoever about what your provider is covering, um, you'll need to look into uh, the various details of your policy. But I, I'd be pretty confident. I know a lot of private practitioners have... OBF insurance. So, incidentally, I'll include any links in it in a post later uh, on on the forum to um, where you can find out a bit more information about this stuff. Uh, insurance is critical. Without it, you can't do anything. Uh, you're leaving yourself wide open for litigation if you don't have it. So, uh, have a look into that. See what's best for you. Um, like I said, I found OBF to be um, adequate uh, and cheap enough, reasonably priced. Um, next up, it's uh, PSI graduate membership. I mean, uh, if you're going to go into private practice, uh, well, I think it's as a psychologist, I think it's um, well, it's vital, isn't it, that you're a graduate member of the PSI and working towards chartered membership. Um, to gain graduate membership, obviously, you have to have uh, your undergraduate completed. And I know for, for graduates, you can get a discounted rate with PSI for graduate membership. And I think I could be wrong on this now, but I'll, I'll dig out a link. Uh, I, I think it's like 70 quid. Is is that right? Um, For the year. Uh, and you can avail of that discount for three years, three consecutive years after you've qualified. So um, and also what's uh, important, I, well, I think, is to... Uh, Become a member of the private practice special interest group. I think it costs a tenner. It might even be free. But there's, in that group, um, you'll meet fellow private practitioners and 
uh, those who are interested in starting a private practice and uh, they are working towards a division status within the PSI. But um, what it provides, I think, above all else, um, is kind of a peer network, a peer support. And they meet regularly. I know it's online or has been online for the last couple of years. But uh, whenever we get um, a chance to meet up together in person, well, that, that'll happen. And I think that's really important for to form bonds and relationships with, with, with others who are doing the same thing as us. Um, so have a look at the special interest groups on the PSI website and uh, the divisions, the various divisions. For me, um, the work that I'm heading into, it is uh, work and organisational psychology division. And there are other interest groups as well, such as the coaching special interest group and what have you. So get on uh, to the PSI site and have a look at those divisions. Um, uh, further uh, professional body as associations or membership um, would also be important uh, if you're a psychotherapist or a counsellor, well then it may be the the Irish uh, Association for Counselling and Psychotherapy. Um, it might be if, if it's coaching, which is the area I'm, I'm entering, it's the, uh, or maybe the International Society for uh, Coaching Psychology. It could be uh, the um, Chartered Institute of personnel development, uh, whatever the, the professional body specific to your specialism is, well, then it's it's important to get membership there and get accreditation there um, because it just further reinforces uh, your, um, I suppose, your intention to be recognized and to pursue the proper channels uh, um, in order to practice with integrity, I suppose. Um, another really important aspect of working for yourself, and I've been looking at this uh, recently for myself, is supervision. Um, so you work with a chartered psychologist who has time and experience in the profession. Um, they don't have to be uh, in private practice themselves, but they do have to have a, a breadth of experience in um, that particular specialism they have chosen. So. Um, I was speaking to um, one of the members of the special interest group, the private practice special interest group recently, and I was asking them about, about this uh, the pursuit of supervision and, and how to find a chartered psychologist who would be willing to provide that for you. Um, and what he did was he just went on the PSI website, had a browse um, for chartered psychologists in that specific area in which he was practicing and he reached out and asked if they'd be willing to provide supervision and that worked for him. Um, I suppose to some degree, like there would be, there would, to me anyway, it seems that you would need some kind of a relationship with the person initially. It might make things easier to get the ball rolling, but I suppose what's wrong with reaching out to someone in the PSI if that's the route you want to choose. But without uh, supervision, I mean, you can't really practice, you know, a supervisor will provide you with advice and uh, their own experience on best practice. Um, they will assist you in self-reflection on your own work, the people you're working with, the circumstances you find yourself, how to how to deal and cope with um, with the, the the nature of the work, the specifics of the work, um, and they provide you with support as well in in decision making. So, well, there's a whole host of things that supervision provides a bit but without it i don't think um 
private practice is is something that we can in, enter into. So I know the PSI have a lot of information on supervision, and I'll include a link to that material as well. Uh, incidentally, if you want to jump on and uh, uh, have uh, make make your comments known or have some questions or whatever, you can do that by just raising your hand uh, or provide some advice yourself. Um, something else we need to consider, and this is again critical, is finances and accounts. Um, I attended an event a little while ago. Oh, it's probably about three or four years ago now. Uh, in the um, PSI building, when at that point we could meet uh, in the same room, um, and there was an accountant, uh, a principal from an accounting practice, came in to speak to uh, speak to us about uh, how to set up um, the specifics of your finances and accounts, and uh, some of the things that were mentioned on that evening. Was it an afternoon or whatever? Uh, well, of course, you need an accountant to, to file your accounts unless you're comfortable doing it yourself. Um, I wouldn't be. I really don't like it. I'll do it if I have to. But um, to have an accountant there um, who'll provide you with advice um, and uh, uh, advise you of your the requirements, revenue requirements, I think is really important. Um, uh, I find this sort of stuff really boring. So I prefer to have someone who knows better than me to do it. Um, so I, I think fees for an accountant, you're probably looking at about uh, a grand a year, maybe 1500 a year plus VAT. Uh, I think if you're paying any more than that, depends on the size of your practice, but if you're a, an individual working for yourself, self-employed, um, sole trader, so to speak, uh, or sole practitioner, um, well then th that kind of, that kind of fee would be adequate. If you're paying two, three grand, you're probably paying more than than you should. That's just my view. Um, you need to register with uh, the revenue commissioners as self-employed. Your accountant might take care of that which, uh, for you, but that's something you need to do because um, if you're a PAYE, uh, registered PAYE with the revenue commissioners and you go into self-employment, it can mess up your taxes and the uh, cause you some grief down the line. So one of the first things you do need to do is register as self-employed with the uh, revenue commissioners. Uh, bank accounts. Um, so if you're setting up on your own, you, you should uh, open an account for the business uh, as distinct from you as a private individual and um, lodge all income to that account, whether it's done digitally or you're going to the bank with cash and lodging it in there um, to, to mix up your personal finances bank your personal banking with your business banking is probably a bad idea um, in fact I know it's a bad idea and your accountant will advise you of that so your your business bank account and and any bank will set this up for you your business bank account um, will take all revenue and income and pay all fees and uh, creditors or whatever so uh, your insurance, your rent, your light, heat and power, your uh, professional fees, your educational fees, all this kind of stuff will come out of your business bank account. So the benefit of that is, well, there's multiple benefits, but one of the benefits is all of these costs come out of um, uh, your income before tax. So rather than paying for these things after tax, pay for them before tax they go down on your business uh, accounts as an expense 
um, and they're not they don't touch your personal banking. So uh, what you'll also do from your from your business bank account is pay yourself. So you'll decide how much you need on a monthly basis um, and transfer that over. Do it by do by standing order. Um, while we're on that topic, um, you'll need to decide how much money you want to earn and work back from that. So this is what I've done. Uh, I've decided, right, in in private practice, I want to earn X amount a year. So what does that look like uh, on a monthly basis and a weekly basis? And now what do I need to do? What are the the areas of business, so to speak, that I need to uh, operate in in order to achieve that? So um, that could be one-to-one counseling or therapy or coaching or whatever happens to be it could be group um uh, events or workshops that you decide to undertake for let's say um clubs or social groups or businesses uh you might want you might want to do some writing you can get paid to write you're paid for your knowledge uh you can get i've been paid up to a thousand euro for uh, an article a couple of thousand words long um, you can pursue that if you want. It's something I do because it just it brings some income, and I like to write. Uh, teaching, you can um, apply for positions, associate lecturer or lecturer or whatever happens to be in third level uh, institutions. Um, you can work for the legal profession as, um, although um, in law, I think they look for chartered, really experienced psychologists to provide advice and testimony and all this kind of thing. But as regards psychometrics, for example, and psychometric testing, it, that might be an avenue that you could go down. In fact, I think schools look for psychologists as well. You can join. I did look into this a little while ago. Um, the educate the um, board of education uh, uh, were seeking psychologists recently to join their list. You could check that out. Um, you could work part time for uh, an organization and then. The rest of your time work for yourself so there's various different kind of streams of income that you can explore uh, and all of those uh, streams of income will go to your um your business bank account uh vat registration is another thing that you, you might want to do uh, with revenue although there is a ceiling of about 37 grand um where below 37 you don't need to register for vat but uh, above it you do something like that around 37 and it depends on the work you do also um some work is not vatable for example but other work is so you could be a psychologist working uh, one-to-one in therapy situation where vat is not applicable but then again tomorrow you could be doing uh, a group workshop whereby uh, vat is applicable so you would need to check that out hard me sup of coffee um what else have i got for you um Taking payments, uh, you can take cash into the law, but be careful about that. Okay, let's be let's be blunt about this, right? If you're going to take cash, um, if you're go- if you're not going to declare it, put it in your pocket and forget about it. If you're going to declare it, it should go into your business bank account. So collect the cash that you receive from your clients, go to the bank and lodge it. Don't just spend it on the shopping and and then try to figure out how you declare it later because well, it just gets messy. So if you're going to do it, if you're going to be straight about it, um, take the cash off your clients, go to the bank once a week and lodge it, uh, and then pay yourself from your business bank account into your personal bank account. Believe me, it might seem like extra steps and messy, but you'll thank me for it 
because you, you need to keep your finances in order and know where your money is coming and going uh, because it'll cost you money if you don't. Um, so be careful with that. Taking payments digitally, I'd suggest get a Stripe account organized and set up in your business name. Um, and then you can take payments online. You can set up through, uh, you can take payments through Calendly, for example, the calendar booking, the uh, booking software. You can sign up for account, an account. I think it costs a bit. You don't even need a website. You just Calendly account and integrate payments with Stripe. Take payments, take bookings, and it's all done automatically. Money ends up in your bank account. Hey, presto. Uh, and it's really easy. Um, premises. Where are you going to where are you going to operate from? Uh, you might choose to um, go to your clients. Now, if they're corporate clients, that might work. Or business clients. That should work fine. But if you're going to see people one-to-one, -one, you need a premises. And you need somewhere quiet. Uh, now, you might be at a stage where grown up and you've got room at home to do that but then that takes on another kind of uh, added uh, level of complexity is that your clients know where you live so if you're dealing with and people with really uh, complicated needs maybe you don't want to do that from your home maybe you want from your home life so if you're going to um and i've looked into this a little bit uh, working with clinics established clinics if you're going to work with clients one-to-one, -one, maybe a clinic, uh, becoming an associate with a clinic is the way to go. Uh, costs, you're looking at about 200 a month uh, for four hours a week. So four, four, 16 hours per month, you're looking at 200 quid. Now, there's no VAT on that. But then again, that depends on uh, the clinic that you become associated with. Some clinics will want to see that you've got all the criteria in place that you, you've got. Well, they all will, but some um, might be more willing to take you on as a graduate than others. So you're going to have to explore that a little bit. Uh, I've done that and I've spoken to a couple of clinics and um, it really is just about familiarizing ourselves with the commercial arrangement. So you have to commit with some clinics to uh, three or six months contract. So you're in there uh, every week. You've got your your block of hours booked of four hours or five hours or whatever it happens to be. Uh, and it's up to you to fill those hours. So you'll bring your clients. Some clinics will give you clients uh, and they'll charge you for it um, depending depending on um, a one-off fee or, or maybe it's an ongoing fee. I don't know. It'll be the clinic that decides that. So you'll have to look into that one. Um, uh, so definitely I would suggest if you're going to work with individuals that you have a place to do that separate from your house. Um, marketing. Marketing has always felt a little bit yucky and feels a bit off. And there's a reason for that because I believe people who are committed to a vocation are different from those who are motivated um, from an entrepreneurial I think we're a different breed. So artists and writers and stuff would have the same problem, a lot of them. And there is this idea uh, that you really need to cop yourself on. And if you want to uh, be successful in private practice or 
in business because that's what it is uh, well then you have to get comfortable marketing yourself now you'll need a website you can do that pretty simply uh, i know there's uh, subsidies for building websites now if you're handy technically technically you can. um you need to build your social profiles uh linkedin twitter maybe I'd suggest you pick a social platform, the likes of LinkedIn maybe, or maybe it's Twitter, Facebook, but maybe not all three, or Instagram all the Instagram and all this kind of thing. Um, pick one, stick with it, post regularly about what it is you do, uh, and maybe it'll work for you. Um, maybe you want to create content. Maybe you want to write regularly and publish it on your site uh, to promote what you're doing. Um, it's probably a good idea. Uh, it doesn't take much. Just maybe a couple of hours just to sit down and write a piece. It doesn't have to be very long either. But writing content, I think, is important. Associating yourself with a club, a sports club, or a local community club, or uh, whatever it happens to be, I think that's a really good move. So you might be in a tennis club or soccer soccer club or whatever. You might be in a local community centre. Um, those contacts are really important, I think, just because um, those encounters are, be a good source of uh, leads. It's not leads, but good source of leads uh, for you. So um, that's really important that you get into the community, uh, into sports club for you or your school or whatever, and, and get involved in something um, because those relationships will invariably bring about opportunities to broaden your uh, income streams or uh, provide you with um, clients. But I'd say the key is to get off the ground. The key components, I think, professionally uh, to get off the ground are association membership, whether it's a PSI, um, the uh, IACP, uh, whatever happens to be for you. Hopefully you'll find some benefit in uh, what I've shared here today. And uh, by all means, post a comment or whatever later on. The, this recording will be available on the forum later. You'll be able to download it. Um, looking at getting a, a podcast account set up. 27 minutes later, we'll wrap it up. And uh, thanks for joining here if you've managed to take time out from your day. If not, maybe we'll um, you'll get a listen later on. Okay, so that's all I've got. Uh, take care of yourselves and we'll see you next week, please God. All the best for now. Just thought I'd add a little bit to the end of that segment. Uh, the audio was very glitchy, so I had to cut out quite a bit um, of the detail, uh, something to do with the settings, the audio settings on, on Discord that I have to take a look at. But anyway, bottom line, I was trying to get across um, in summary is that there are several items that you need to organize um, and get familiar with if you're going to set up in private practice. And these are what I've identified, but it's not limited to these. I hope you understand. So um, I suppose professionally, you need your insurance. You need your PSI or other professional body membership. In some cases, and in, in many cases, actually, you need multiple professional body memberships. Uh, the PSI being only one. Uh, for me, just the International Society of Co Coaching Psychology. There is CIPD. There is the Coaching Federation. There, there are multiple federations and, and organizations that uh, help further the discipline or the specialism. Uh, if you're in psychotherapy or counseling, maybe it's the Irish Association for Counseling and Psychotherapy, 
uh, and various other various other bodies spe- really specific to the let's say the modality of therapy that you happen to employ, where it's Freudian or Lacanian or or uh, Jungian or whatever happens to be uh, humanistic or whatever. Uh, then there's supervision. So regardless of what specialism um, you've chosen to to focus on, uh, we need supervision, um, help to uh, make decisions, uh, form self-reflection and best practice. And then from the business side of it, you're going to need finances and accounts, help with that, see your local friendly accountant. Uh, you're going to need a premises uh, out of which to operate uh, and you're going to need to market your work. So there's quite a bit involved. Self-employment, private practice is not for everyone. Um, I think if you have any kind of energy towards doing your own thing um, and commanding your own work, because really that's what we're talking about, well, then um, you've almost no choice but to go down this road. If you if you are, um, take it handy at first, dip your toe in, do it in, in your off time, in the evenings maybe and at weekends, see if it's for you. And uh, it's a way of generating extra income uh, uh, w- when you're a graduate, um, I think, you know, so everything, every little bit helps. Um, and it helps you find out a little bit about yourself, you know. Uh, there are demands placed on uh, those of us in private practice that uh, under PAYE employment, you just don't have. And there are opportunities to grow and expand and to learn that you wouldn't have in uh, direct salaried employment. So um, after being in both domains of work or uh, modes of work, um, I just, I, I don't I don't see, although I might do direct employment again, I won't rule it out. Uh, I can only see it as temporary because I like to command my own errors and my own work, you know. So anyway, if you're choosing that road, all the best to you. And uh, if I can help at all, post a comment, get into the forum and post a comment. You'll find the link to the forum in the show notes of episode one. So do check that out. Click on it, get through, set up your, your profile in the forum and start chatting. Okay, that's all I've got. Hope you enjoyed that and might check you later. All right, take it easy.